Welcome back to We Dig Tennessee. I'm your host, Matt Mingus. Happy to have you listening. Happy to have you here again. Um, guys, I just want to go over a few few things. Um, as I'm sure you saw, the, the title of this episode is Trenching Issues. And, you know, nothing major going on here in, in our areas of East or Middle with uh, East or Middle Tennessee with trench, with trench collapses. But there's some stuff going on across the country. And I always like to bring these to light to keep it in the front of everyone's mind. Because it is probably the number one danger that we face as excavators and utility utility contractors that are out there digging ditches and, and laying pipe is probably the number one hazard we continually face every freaking day is excavation hazards. So I want to go over a few things. Um, number one, uh, we've got a couple of trench collapses that have happened recently. Uh Firefighters in Denver rescued a construction worker after a trench collapse Friday afternoon. Uh, so there's not a ton of information out there on this one right now, but essentially what this news clip I got is saying is that they were excavation near a new building downtown or the site of a new building downtown um, Denver near Warren Avenue, which I'm not familiar with, uh, Denver. But essentially this worker fell into a trench and from what I can tell in the pictures and the things going on is they were standing you know an excavated area area near where they're pouring foundation and stuff like that pretty deep you know new buildings downtown that stuff's usually pretty deep and it looks like the trench side gave way and the employee fell in and got hurt uh, luckily he was treated for minor minor injuries and let go from the hospital and everything seems to be good and now they're structural teams working on shoring that stuff up. Guys, just just always keep in the forefront of your mind that even if you're just walking near a trench, walking around a trench, to be looking for the signs of a collapse. Uh, you know, depending on how deep your trench is, if that thing falls off and you fall in, you may not get buried, but damn, that's going to be a long fall and it's going to hurt. Uh, so always... always Bear in mind, keep, watch for fissures and cracks in the walls, and that's why we keep our stuff two feet back from the edges, and people should be staying back two feet from the edges, spoils back two feet from the edges. It, all that does is add extra load to that wall to give it more incentive to fall off. You know, if, if you, you, essentially you're creating a void when you, when you take that dirt out of there and create a trench, and now you've got two unsupported sides. Eventually, they're going to come back together. So just just keep that stuff in mind, guys. Um, another one, uh, Kansas City, Missouri, or from this story comes from Kansas Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, Lenexa Fire Department said a worker was critically hurt Monday when a trench collapsed. Uh, authorities said firefighters were called at 12:20 p.m. for a confined space rescue at a construction site in the area of Prairie Star Parkway and Britton Street. The call was later upgraded to a trench collapse. Uh, again, this one doesn't have a ton of details, doing being its pretty new story. Uh, fire department said Lenexa police officer arrived to f- first to find the victim had already been removed from the trench. Authorities say the victim's right arm was amputated just below the sho- just below the shoulder. The police officer used an emergency tourniquet uh, on the victim who was taken to the hospital. Well, guys, being that there's a, I don't have a whole lot of information on this one. Just from that little bit of information I've got, what this tells me is one of a couple of things happened. Uh, trench collapsed to pin this guy on his right arm. He couldn't move it, and the weight was so great, it, you know, it caused it to come apart, come off, essentially. 
if the officer's showing up on site and needing to use an emergency tourniquet, uh, then there's something seriously going wrong. Uh, it may not have completely severed it, but it gashed it hard. He landed against a rock. He landed against a tool, something of that nature. Or two, since he was already removed from the trench, somebody hit him with a machine trying to dig him out and severed his arm. Guys, when a trench collapse happens, and I know it's everybody's first instinct, they want to help their coworker, their buddy, whatever it might be. Um, everyone's first instinct is going to be to jump in that trench, try to get them out, grab a machine, try and dig them out. The most dangerous thing you can do is do that because uh, say we work on the assumption that somebody tried to dig him out with a machine and snagged his arm and pulled it off. You've you, you know had the authorities gotten there and been able to take the proper precautions, uh, uh, administer the proper medicine to fight crush syndrome and all the things that can go along with the trench collapse. He would still have both arms and probably uh, as long as there was a good response time and they weren't some extremely remote area, uh, probably be able to walk away from this pretty much unscathed. Um, And number two, if you jump in that trench and you start digging to try to get him out, you're going to end up in a trench collapse, which uh, brings brings me to my next story. Uh, You know, uh, an article recently came out through the Google Alerts you guys have heard me talk about uh, on the biggest finds from quarter three uh, from OSHA. And let's see, I'm trying to find this story here. Uh, There's a couple of these in the biggest finds in quarter three that are trench collapse related. Uh, Here it is. Lato, Lato, Indiana. I'm not sure how to say that. Uh, Proposed fines of $191,398. Let's see here. In March, OSHA investigators responded to a fatality at one of the land projects in Fort Wayne, Indiana. According to local media outlet uh, in Fort Wayne, a worker was killed in a 24-foot deep trench while work uh, when it collapsed. Uh, here's what OSHA, here's what Indiana OSHA is saying went wrong: did not make sure employees wore hard hats, failed to protect, support, or remove six-foot water main from the 24-foot trench. Did not provide adequate means of egress from the trench. Did not act to remove accumulated water or prevent water from accumulating in the trench. Failed to ensure that materials were kept more than two feet from the edge of the trench. Did not ensure the competent person performed their duties. Failed to provide adequate cave-ins, adequate cave-in protection. Allowed shield system to be used even though it had one spreader bar missing. Allowed employees to be exposed to unsecured trench shield system. Whew. Guys, that's a lot of stuff wrong right there. These are all simple things that we've talked about. Anybody that's been through the competent person class that NUCA offers uh, has heard this stuff. Uh, did not make employees wear hard hats. Guys, got to wear your hard hats. Got to wear your hard hats. I mean, it, it, at all times on the job site. Come on. This is a basic of our industry for a long time now. That should never be an issue. Failed to protect, support, and remove six-inch water main from the 24-foot trench. Uh, guys, we have, if there's an exposed utility in there, it is our responsibility to. It is our responsibility to make sure that it's supported, removed, whatever it's going to take. Uh, did not provide adequate means of trench egress. Come on, guys. 
uh, and let me preface this with saying I know it's not our, our 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 folks, our members committing these things, but it's a passion, and and it should be for all of us. Did not provide adequate means of egress from the trench. Come on, y'all. That's another basic ramps. If it can be easily, if it can be easily walked up, and you're not in danger to you know access that ramp. Ladders. Get the proper ladder. Make sure it's not banged up. Make sure it's secured. Make sure it sticks three feet above the trench. Did not act to remove water or prevent water from accumulating in the trench. Obviously, guys, can't work in a trench with water in it or with water running through it. That deteriorates the your, your trench stability. Failed to ensure materials were kept two feet away from the edge of the trench. Another basic, guys. Another basic. Spoils, materials, tools, people, two feet away from the edges. These are easy. And here, here's the one that bugs me the most. Did not ensure that the competent person performed their duties. Guys, competent person is crucial. Crucial. It is their responsibility to make sure these things are getting done. It's that simple. It, it is their responsibility to make sure these things are getting done. Competent person should be checking the trench for make sure it's stable and safe before anyone enters it. They should be rechecking it. After lunch or weather conditions may change the trench. They should be performing manual and visual tests and keeping a constant watch out on that trench. It's pretty simple. That's the way it should go. It is the competent person's responsibility. And it's our responsibility as, as an industry and as company leaders to make sure our competent people are living up to their duties. Competent person, if, if someone is, is considered a competent person by your company, there's a, that's a lot of weight on their shoulders, but these are simple things to do. So we need to make sure our competent persons are trained and make sure that they're fulfilling their duties. Um, and then this other story, this last story, was the one that links back to what we were just talking about, about uh, people jumping in trenches uh, after, after they've already collapsed. Uh, Bloomfield, Colorado, total proposed fines of $545,674. Damn, that's a lot of money. Uh, in January, there was a company working on a wind farm project in Rainier, Washington, uh, that also had a labor service company out there with them. When a worker was caught in a 15-foot trench as it collapsed, two other workers jumped into the trench to attempt to rescue, but one of those workers, who was an employee of the labor service, was killed after the trench collapsed a second time. The first worker was taken to the hospital with serious injuries but survived. So, there we go, guys. If a trench has shown that it will collapse the first time, it's probably going to collapse the second time. You know, so that's what I'm talking about, how when you create that void, at some point, those the force of, of the earth is going to cause that void to fill, and those walls are coming in. And you cannot jump into that ditch to try to rescue your coworker, your buddy, you know, for a lot of us, our family members, we've got to call the authorities, call 911. That's the first thing you need to do is call 911. Tell them where you're at. Tell them how to get to you. Have someone meet them at the front of the project and guide them back to where the, the issue is. Have everybody get the hell out of the first responder's way and let them do their job. Uh, everyone involved has a much better chance of surviving if we let the first responders do their job. I don't know how else to say it. Um... Guys, things like this should never happen. And, and again, guys, I know it's not our members in our areas 
that are having these issues right now that all these stories I'm reading are from other states and, and stuff. But as I said, when I kick this thing off, this is one of the most constant threats to what we do. And, and, and I mean, just look at these last two stories we talked about. Basics, guys, basics of Trent safety are being ignored. Competent persons not doing their job. Hard hats, really? People have had to wear hard hats in the construction industry for decades upon decades. Put the damn things on. You know, I, I just... It, 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 As I said, it's a passion for me, and it should be a passion for everybody in our industry. Anybody listening to this from Middle and East Tennessee, NUCA chapters, we should never see something like this in our areas. And we've been fortunate that we haven't. But we all know what happens on our job sites. Hell, I've done it. Back in the day when I was the man in the ditch, I put myself in stupid situations. And, you know, should I have done it? Nope. Did I think about it then? Nope. When I look back on it, was I a dumbass? Yep. So now, as we continue to move forward as an industry, as company leaders, we have to make sure people are thinking about those things. Continue to educate. Continue to talk about it. You know, that, that's the whole reason I wanted to record this podcast in this in this fashion was just to get this message out there and get people thinking, get people talking about it. You know, there's not a real educational lesson I'm giving here. I'm just reading from Google Alert stories that I get uh, almost on a daily basis. And, and you know, the other, and I, I'm probably a little voodoo on my part, I guess, but the other day I was thinking, man, I haven't gotten one of those on a trench collapse in a while because I used to say I used to get one on a daily basis, and I did. And it probably been... Two weeks since I got one on a trench collapse. And then, bam, the the fines from quarter three come out. Then a person dies in a trench collapse in Kansas, and somebody gets trapped in, in, uh, in uh, I just, I'm blanking on the other one. I'll have to go back and look at it again. Uh, but, uh, I mean, these things should not happen, should not happen. 100% preventable issues that we're talking about here. 100% pre- preventable. End story. Just just look at our the makeup of our chapters. We have Trent safety suppliers and safety companies and places where we can get all the resources we need to keep our people safe. There is no excuse, guys. And, and I, you know, I know all jobs have timelines and time frames and everything else. Guys, the whole world is safety conscious these days. I have. I am hard pressed to believe that there's someone, a utility or a municipality or someone out there that's going to look you in the face and go, "Nope, you don't have time to get a trench box because you need to get this job done." If it's going to take you an extra day to get the appropriate trench box on site, pretty sure that they're going to work with you. I mean, give me a damn break. And if they're not willing to, we've got a bigger issue that we need to address as an industry that that shit's not okay. So, again, guys, I don't. I understand these aren't these these issues aren't happening in our area, but we want to keep it that way. So I'll I don't want to sound like I'm lecturing or I'm preaching or anything else, but man, this stuff's important. Man, this stuff's important, and it's so easy to accomplish if we just use our heads, use our minds, make sure our people are doing what they're supposed to be doing, make sure our competent persons are being good competent persons or properly trained. So. With that, guys, I'll kind of I'll wrap this one up here. I, I just, like I said, I know these aren't happening in our area, but we want to keep it that way. 
you know, th- th- I never want to have to sit down with one of our members and, and discuss an incident of this nature, or I don't ever want to get a call from one of our members and say, Hey, you had this happen. Do you have any advice or, cause I, and that's one of the great things about the Nuka community is that when something happens, we can all reach out to one another and ask for advice. Uh, you know, I know George Kennedy recently retired, but if, if you, if you ever needed anything, you could call George up and he would be more than happy to talk to you about it and talk at length. Uh, and I know Carl, the new safety guy for Nuka, I've got to interact with him for the first time on the safety committee call last week. And I think he's going to be very much the same. Uh, he seems very, very knowledgeable, has a lot of contacts and seems very willing and eager to share what he's learned over his years in our industry. So guys, uh, like I said, I'll wrap it up here. Just keep these things in mind. Let's do our basics and big things will come and fall in place. You know, you got to start with the basics and work your way through them. So with that guys, um, we'll, we'll, we'll do some, uh, some chapter updates. So upcoming in East Tennessee guys coming up, uh, next week, ax throwing event, uh, November 20th, noon to three at eight, six, five ax throwing. All right. That's pretty cool. Uh, I don't think I've ever, I've seen a Nuka chapter host an ax throwing event yet. So that, that's pretty awesome guys. So, uh, get signed up for that. Uh, you can visit their, the Nuka of East Tennessee website to find info on that or just shoot Wendy an email at wendy at nuka.com. Uh, and then December 9th, the East Tennessee Nuka chapter holiday party at Calhoun's on the River. Uh, they're going to have some great food, great inter- great space where everybody can be socially distanced and, and, and be comfortable being there. Uh, so, you know, be on the lookout for that. And then East Tennessee is in the, in the process of putting together some more great events for you guys. Uh, here in Middle Tennessee, Clay Shoot coming up this Friday, guys, November 13th. Uh, if you want to get in, get in now. Uh, let Natalie know if you want to get in. Uh, go back to your weekly emails. There's a registration link. She'll send you an invoice. You can get get paid $55 a shooter, guys. We're going to have a good time. Got a little awards for best team score, best individual score, and a few, few giveaways to give out there. Uh, so it should be a good time, our first in-person event again. So, uh, we're we're going to enjoy that one, and and thank you to uh, Ferguson Waterworks and Greg Murphy for supplying all the uh, the COVID supplies, the hand sanitizers, and all that fun and all that good stuff. Uh, each one reach one contest still going on, guys. It's going to be wrapping up soon. Get that recruiting going on. Come on, we need to grow this chapter. Get more members in here. Get more active. Come on, let's let's keep the momentum rolling. Uh, then our. Uh, Scott Knobloch training with maximizing job efficiencies and equipment operations for civil contractors. Nobby's going to do that for us uh, virtually. Uh, you know, we uh, with the rise in our area of COVID cases and the increased restrictions and, and mandates and stuff that we're seeing, we, we've decided to go ahead and make that one virtual. You know, we don't want to host an event anyone's going to be uncomfortable at. Uh, and we're going to do the same thing with our holiday party. Uh, the December uh, event, we'll, we'll be still be doing our awards and... Uh, and and getting together virtually and we'll we'll be getting you guys all the information out on that as soon as possible um and, and same same thing with middle tennessee still working on some more virtual and in-person events that people can be comfortable at just like east tennessee guys these two chapters are working hard to put stuff together that everybody's gonna want to come out to and be comfortable being at so you know i i don't like having to do some of this stuff virtual but it it's what we got to do for right now and uh you know as hopefully as this thing starts to to edge off again we can get back to more in-person events and 
And, you know, we'll do in-person events so long as we can find ways to make sure everybody's comfortable. And both chapters are doing a very good job of, of keeping up on them. So uh, with that, guys, I'll wrap it up. Um, you guys know where to reach us. If you need anything, holler at us. Uh, let us know. We're, we're, we're here to help. But with that, guys, stay safe out there. Keep digging, Tennessee.